This is podcast. You're gonna hear us jerk off the movie, as I said. You think this is funny? Yeah. Is this funny? (laughs) (laughs) Now this is podcasting. Bro, you fell asleep in the movie theater during that. Now this is podcasting. I can appreciate the attempt of what they did. Now this is podcast. Was that the scene with the with the little girls and the little girls? Why couldn't Superman spot that bomb? It was fucking covered in lead, bro. There you go. Now this is podcast. I saw his asshole fly through his mouth. Hell yeah, man. Now this is podcast. Welcome to NCIP. All uh, four of you. It's five dollars a month. You won't get better contact with us. Three listeners to about four. <laughs> No, we went from three to two. Yeah, <laughs> still growth, but just not the right way. Welcome back. It's good to, it's good to chat with you. Good I to guess. Be back. This is our second episode without Joe. It's our third episode without Joe. Second in a row, though. Now I feel liberated. I know, right? There's like a, a certain like freedom that comes with with not having Joe around. I just have listeners. Like I, I just want them to know. Like, if you go to our uh, our Instagram, we'll send you Joe's address so you can send him hate mail and show up at his house. <laughs> Welcome to Now This Is Podcasting, Episode 9! Today on Now This Is Podcasting, Episode 9, we're going to be talking about something a little bit current. We're going to be hitting up Black Widow, which just dropped on Friday? Last Friday, I think? Something like that? Yeah, last Friday. Yeah, currently in Disney, on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, we're going to be hitting up uh, and dissecting Black Widow. The newest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Starring Scarlett Johansson, yep. uh, David Harbour's in it. You can find it on Disney Plus for $30, which is $30 more than I think you should pay for it. Or you could go to the theaters and see it, which I suggest everybody do yes. if you're going to go see it. How does the, uh, the Disney thing work? Mike and I both went to theaters to see it uh, because we live in, uh, in areas where some theaters are open up. So... Do you know how the the Disney stuff works? Like once the it, like you know if it, it's only there for like a couple of days. Like when you pay the thirty dollars, is it just like in your library? Do you know how that works? Because I'm I, not I, I mean, sure. You... I haven't bought it on Disney Plus. Uh, anything on Disney Plus? Uh, my mom bought Mulan, I think, or she rented it on Disney Plus. Uh, I think actually it's it's not a bad idea because if you, if you think about it, I think what they're going for is like obviously it's Disney, so they got like. Bunch of kids and shit. Bunch of shit. So, like, yeah. you, you got families that go and they spend probably 30 to $50 at the movies anyway. So they're figuring, like, you spend 30 bucks, you can eat at home. You guys yeah, can watch it at home. Pause Take it your whatever. own popcorn. Yep. And I'm pretty snacks, sure yeah. you, you do have access to it whenever you want. Like, it's not just one watch through, I would imagine. So I wasn't sure if it was going to be, like, uh, how HBO Max had, like, the movies on there for 30 days. So, like, when you pay the 30 bucks, do you get it for, like, a certain amount of days? Or, like, what? We could look into that. Either way, it's on Disney+, Plus, uh, and it's in theaters. So. Yes. See it in theaters. Yeah. Go see Yeah, support your, support your local, local movie theater. theater. Uh, yes. We, uh, we are big proponents of, of going to the theater. Always, dude. Always. Yeah, yeah. What were your what were your initial thoughts on uh, on Black Widow here? Uh I thought it did what it had to do as far as like this is what I don't like about the Marvel stuff though, is like you can they can get away with having kind of like a subpar movie as long as it furthers along the main story. And uh mm-hmm. it was it was 
it did what it was supposed to do, which was to introduce uh, that that girl as essentially Black Widow's replacement. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know uh, her name in the movie. I can't remember it. That's how fucked up I was. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Yelena. Just, yeah, Yelena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the actress's name is uh, Florence. Florence. I'm gonna guess. Plug. I don't know. It sounds French, maybe. I don't know. Am I right? Yeah, I think she's French. Sweet. She did. She was fantastic. You know, uh, everyone who acted in it was great. Um, I was. I wasn't blown away by it though. Like it was just kind of like a, a, you know, kind of go see what, you know, was going on and see what they could do to further shit. Uh, I thought Taskmaster was very kind of third rate, just kind of a throwaway character, which I didn't like. Because mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of fans that like Taskmaster's a fucking in the comic books. Like he's he's a beloved Marvel character. Like he's an anti-hero, and then he's like a villain, and then he's a hero at some points. And mm -hmm. like he's just a very very cool character. And I just felt like this was very kind of like okay, we'll we'll just do a basic kind of like kind of like a cheap ripoff of Winter Soldier and then just kind of throw this out here. Sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like like I said, though, it did what it was supposed to do, which was to establish uh, Florence Bug as, like, the new Black Widow, pretty much, and set up the Hawkeye suit. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about that um, afterwards. It's like, so this movie takes place, uh, you know, right after... This is one of my issues with it. Uh, this yep. movie takes place like right after Civil War, and it's like you going. know what? Like I get Captain Marvel. Uh, well, there's there's a couple of things. Like Captain Marvel was the first female led movie in the MCU, which is fine. It was a good movie. Um, but like you already had like a fucking badass female character in the universe, and I really liked this movie. Like I don't like we talked we've talked about this. We talked about it during the WandaVision episode, and we've just ourselves talked about it just so many times. Uh, when we complain about Marvel, uh, yeah. Marvel movies, I should say, and I, um, I just, I just don't like Marvel origin movies. Like the Marvel yeah. origin movies are the same shit. You're gonna get, you're gonna get the same shit, you know. And by the same shit, I mean this. It's like the same format. They might have a different theme in the story. Uh, they might be telling like a, you know, just like a different story overall. But how they're going to do it is yeah. the same. Like structurally, each of those movies are exactly the same. They have like a template and they're like, okay, let's bust out yep. this thing. We're, we think we're going to focus on this theme, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is going to be, um, and then we're going to, we're going to go. And like the movies are just boring and they're predictable. And this movie, cause it wasn't an origin movie was way better. Like I liked this way more than, than, uh, fucking Captain Marvel. Oh uh, yeah. Again, not that Captain Marvel was bad. The performances were good. And I thought this movie was way more relevant uh, in regards to things like the Me Too movement and stuff like that. Like you said it yes. when, uh, yeah. when we were talking a little bit, you know, after watching the movie, like the old dude whose name I can't remember is very much, you know, very much like a Harvey Weinstein type of guy. Like he's like, like yeah. this like fucking creepy old dude in a position of power that is like fucking manipulating women and like taking advantage of them. Super relevant movie. And I think, yeah. and not that Captain Marvel wasn't relevant. I need to rewatch Captain Marvel. I've only seen it once. Um, three times. I thought this movie was great. Like if I were, if I were like a, a young, like girl in America and like, I saw this movie, this is like more directed towards like teenagers and stuff like that. I feel oh, yeah. like the little kids, but like, I, I would like this movie. Like this movie is, I think like super fucking relevant. And it was also just like, there was, it felt a lot like an action movie, like James Bond or something like that. Like seeing yeah. those, early shots of like Europe 
early on reminded me of like a James Bond movie that it, yeah, it was, turned into. It was um, a spy movie, like no doubt. It didn't feel like a yeah. superhero movie really at all. Um, no, and I, liked I liked. That was pretty refreshing as well. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest problem, which is what you had said, I remember after the movie, was that you would wish it had came out before uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. And like that's what I was thinking the entire time. I was just like, man, this would have been so, this would hold so much more weight. And I feel like it would have been a lot better structurally if it came out prior to Civil War. You know what I mean? Um, because everything kind of felt just like, I don't know, flat. I guess, because, like, I knew uh, Black Widow was, was already gone. Like, I already knew her story and kind of stuff. So that kind of takes away a lot of weight for it. It just kind of felt like a gimme for Scarlett Johansson's character, almost. But Well, yeah, and I think I, I kind of remember talking about that, and I feel like I said I wish it came out before Endgame. Yeah. Uh, because, like, she dies in Endgame, yeah. you know? And it's like, like, let the character fucking... Build her know. up a little bit, and then... You know, and then you can still continue with a Hawkeye, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That would have been a nice little break too between uh, Endgame and, and Infinity Wars. I think. Um, yeah, David Harbor was was you know David Harbor. I didn't like the Russian accents. I felt like they kind of got lax with that in a couple parts. Like they kind of disappeared. Um, like the the humor didn't hit for me much either. Uh, the only part that I really remember that was kind of funny was uh, when she was complaining about uh, Black Widow's like landing, her superhero landing, and then you do the flip oh, yeah, of the, the hair and this, and why you do it? You look ridiculous. You're a poser. Like, that was okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it was just kind of generic. Um, but I do like what you said about... Uh, them, it was kind of Disney's take on on the Me Too movement kind of shit because uh, yeah, it definitely it hits on that. And uh, the Red Room is uh, specifically what I, I, I remember from comic books is that that's where like all those like the Black Widows get their training and shit, and then they yeah kind of become like you know killers and, and trained assassins. Yeah, if I had to rate this movie on like a scale of one to ten. I'd give it probably like an eight, eight and a half. Like, you know, it was, really? like, a, it was like a B, B plus movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The story wasn't terrible. This one, again, I liked this one. I thought it was a little bit more refreshing than some of the, like, the other superhero stories uh, because it was like an espionage movie and, and stuff like that. Like, I, I think, I don't know. It was, it was slightly more refreshing than some of the other movies. Uh, there were a couple of things that I got wrong, but there were also a couple of things that like, I caught, um, like, I knew Taskmaster was going to be the daughter. Yeah, I, I knew that. I called that right off the bat. Yeah, yeah like, uh, they show Taskmaster, and I was like, oh, whatever. Then, then when they talk about the daughter, I was like, oh, hmm, hmm I wonder. Yeah. Like, there's this daughter that blows up, like, oh, I wonder who Taskmaster is. And then, yeah, yeah. And then it happens, and it's like, oh, that was nice. Um, I was also really upset, and I said this, uh, I said this to you on, uh, on Tuesday. You know, I have to remember that these Disney movies... Uh, or these Marvel movies made by Disney are made by Disney, right? They're making kids movies. So I have yeah. to stop being like a bitter bastard about man. some of these things. Uh, yeah. Like I'm, I get very. With this movie, it was, it was pretty adult. I mean, they, there was like people getting stabbed yeah. and shot and fucking like, you know, all kinds of stuff like that where I was like, Oh shit, dude, Disney's kind of going hard right now on this. Like it was a lot like, you know, winter soldier. 
Like, there was a lot of fucking yeah. violence in that movie as well. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah, again, uh, it was kind of refreshing. Yeah. Like, there I were consequences to actions. Yeah. Um, the Taskmaster bit, I just, I don't know. I've, I, the story was just kind of lame to me. I don't know. I just, it wasn't like anything I really, I don't know. It didn't do much. No, but that's the thing. That's, I don't know. Go ahead. No. No, but I was gonna say that's like that's like Disney slash Marvel's like mo for my opinion is like they put out like decent enough movies like they're pretty good you know like yeah. these, these movies aren't terrible they get like a really good cast um, stuff like that but then they put a lot of the effort I feel into like the cinematography and the CGI and making all these like really cool like scenes which is good but then like the story itself takes a hit because they're like oh we're gonna fucking you know, it's almost like you're you're basing a movie around like these big action sequences and these things that look really cool, as opposed to like telling the story right. and then like, oh, we can put a, a cool thing here and we could do a cool thing with this and and whatever. You know, it's like, but and you know, that's fine. I and like, I feel like most of Marvel's movies, I'd rate anywhere between that like seven point five to eight point five. Yeah, and that's fair. like they all kind of fall around there. Like the average being yeah. an eight, you know, yeah. like or a four out of five if you want to look at yeah. it that way. And then because I'll I'll say too, like honestly, even the least entertaining even the worst Marvel movie is still like very entertaining. Like I can still watch it. And I'm also a yeah. huge comic fan, so that helps. And uh quick thing before I forget, uh that I really like that I forgot. Uh and it's gonna sound fucked up, but like I love seeing Black Widow commit like a crime and blow up a little girl. Tell me, like, I'm wrong, but, like, <laughs> no, but I just like the idea of seeing that a hero, because she talks about mm. it during the first Avengers. She's like, my ledger's red and shit. And you're just like, oh, okay, she's done some yeah. bad shit. And then you look back and you're like, yeah. you see that part and you're like, oh, she's done some bad shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. like she was then, a trained assassin. Like, she's. Yeah. Like, and she was just like, yeah, we're clear. And then you're just like, no, you're not. There's a girl. Oh, shit, dude. Like, what do you like? She's a hero. Like, what the fuck was that? Like, so it was kind of nice to get. To uh, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, there were actions and the, like there were consequences in the movie yeah. and stuff like that. And like, and that was one of the things I liked about the movie was like that emotional weight of killing the little girl and just like how that's why that's why she became an Avenger and yeah, and uh, and that's only one instance. And then you you got to take into consideration all the other things she did that she probably felt guilty about. So I mean, you know, it was. Uh, that one specific thing, though, was the one thing that kind of was the story, though, because she ended up being Taskmaster. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, yeah exactly. it, was just, it was interesting because, like, I mean, what else do you see of that in Marvel? I mean, you get to see Tony Stark, like, like there's countries that are getting bombed with his weapons. Like, you get to see, like, you know, he, these heroes make mistakes and stuff, but you don't see a hero commit, like, like child murder, like, you know, and then try yeah, to exactly. for it. So I thought Disney did a good job of like they're kind of trying to shed that that um that little kid thing with this movie um which I thought was very well done cuz like you said it, it there was there was violence in this movie and it was it had very heavy themes but they did it in a uh, a Disney like way you know um yeah and I'm okay with it when Disney I think that scene that. like that scene was a metaphor like we were the little kids and Black Widow was Marvel slash Disney, and they blew up everything, and they ruined our lives. And then now they're trying to atone for it. Like, hey, we're going to give you something that's a little bit better yeah. than some of the other shit that we Don't worry. Out. Yeah, we're sorry about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's funny, though, is that scene that you were talking about is also 
this is like how we got on this rant is like i had to stop being like such a get off my lawn you know type of old dude when it comes to movies and i gotta remember that's that my problem too are for kids and like you know and like with detective pikachu like when i saw that i was like oh this is a kid's movie and i know it's a kid's movie and i watched it as a kid's movie and i fucking loved yeah. it it was like fantastic it's like no it's not a good movie but it's a fucking kid's yeah. movie you know so if i could do it for detective pikachu i can i can do it for this as well and the scene that you were talking about is what made me feel good off my lawn where i threw up my arms and i was fucking pissed off for a hot second um because there's that whole scene they're in the they're in the ducks um when i say they i'm talking about black widow and her sister they're like yeah in a train station and they're like hiding in the ducks from taskmaster oh yeah um and you find out that that's where um black widow and hawkeye had like spent time when they did like, the budapest mission budapest. like that's where they hit at budapest yeah. yeah it was budapest that's where they like hid for like a few days and like blah 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 so as her and her sister are hiding in there black widow and her sister are hiding in there um she's like talking about the assassination of this little girl and then, you know, she's also talking about the Avengers and, like, her time with, like, Clint and, like, how that was her brother and yada yada. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching the movie and I was like, oh, okay, so this is the reason why she became an Avenger and it's and stopped being an assassin was because she killed this little girl and this entire time she's been trying to atone for this. Like, that's what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then literally the very next scene is the scene where they do the posing yeah. and the hair flipping. Yeah. And then Black Widow says something like, well, ever since I killed that little girl, I've been trying to... Blah blah blah. Or like I'm doing the Avengers it. to make up for killing that girl. Yeah. yeah, like you know, she like says a line that's almost verbatim the thought that I had, and I got pissed off. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, obviously. Like literally everything that it's you just did a wasted scene. in the last three minutes. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just a wasted scene. It's like that, that doesn't that further the story, it doesn't further the plots or the characters. Nothing. And then no. well, I, I guess it kind of maybe furthers the plot in the sense yeah. that it she explains what it was. But the thing is you, like you could literally have a flashback. Killing a little girl, so that explains it there. So like, as she's talking about all this yeah, stuff, like, yeah, I know what you mean. And I watch movies differently. I realize that I'm very like analytical, and Same. like I I look for all these things, and I look for like like how how does the story how is the story well, like told when in you this format? Like, like I don't want lines telling me. I want to make yeah. those connections, you know. But you also think of it like if they just have that scene with the little girl, and then you're clear, blow up. Shh, like you could pepper that in at the beginning of the movie, and then like, or you could mm-hmm. work ways around that. You know what I mean? Instead of having to have that scene after where it's like, "This is where we hit out after I killed this little girl." Like you know, you can cut that because like you don't need to explain it. It's already been explained. Like it's just rehashing the same shit, and it doesn't. Like yeah, it gives yeah. you like some emotional performances, I guess, and stuff. But like at the end of the day, you're just sitting there like I that that did nothing. Like I didn't need to watch that. Like it just it was just kind of like a quick little bleh. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't it was just a little filler yeah, it's scene. a filler scene. And there's a bunch of that in a lot of Marvel stuff. Like mm-hmm. um exactly. Even Star Wars. Yeah, even Star Wars. Like there there's yeah, it just and I guess that's what they consider character development cuz like you're adding more screen time for a character, but just because you add a character on screen for a couple of more seconds doesn't mean that you're giving them any more weight. Like, I didn't watch yeah, this and exactly. feel any different about when Black Widow dies in Endgame. Like, I, I, I didn't... Yeah. Like, it didn't make me like her anymore or hate her anymore. I already knew she was a badass and she was a fucking Avenger, and I already liked her. Like, she was cool. Like, you know? Um, but, like, then watching this, it didn't really, like, you know, like, it didn't... 
Yeah. You know, like with Wonder Woman it, 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 coming yeah. out after watching Batman vs Superman, that gave me more of a fucking description of what Wonder Woman does. So like, it made more sense to me as an origin story because like it's it's leading up to what you see in Batman vs Superman as opposed to this, where it's like we've already seen her story come to an end, and now we're going back and telling you right how she got like started or like this one section of it that doesn't pertain to anything. Yeah, else. exactly. It's like this movie should not have come out no, now. This should, movie no. should have come out a while oh, ago. Yeah. I would if this movie came out but even before Infinity War or even if they did it as like a flashback after Infinity War, you know, as like a filler before Endgame, would that would have been way better cuz I wouldn't have known that she was going to die. Yeah. You wouldn't need like literally that the scene at the end only sets up the Hawkeye TV show and that the sister is now going to become the Black yeah. Widow. I don't know. I don't watch any fucking theory videos on YouTube and stuff like that. But I'm telling everyone that's listening right now that when you watch the Hawkeye TV show, what's going to happen is the sister is going to go after Clint. There's going to be something that happens probably halfway through the show or maybe through the half halfway through the first episode where they're going to have to work together. Then they're going to talk about it because she, he was like a brother to Natasha and that was Natasha's sister. And then they're going to bond over like the, the grief and like the loss because like he didn't kill her. She sacrificed herself so that way he wouldn't have to die so he could go back to his family because he's got kids and yep. shit, you know, and then they're going to become friends and then she's going to be the next Black yep. Widow. I'm fucking telling you right we now. That's what's going to happen in Hawkeye. Exactly. So I, there's probably other videos on YouTube. I haven't watched a single one of them, but I know storytelling and I know Marvel. And this is what's going to happen. So you heard it here eighth. Yep. So I'm sure you've listened to. And then the other thing that's going to happen, but you've heard it here yep. eighth. But first, <laughs> this is the first time that you've heard it here eighth. Is that uh, <laughs> that Haley Atwell girl is going to take over as uh, Hawkeye? The with the uh, the fucking who she plays? Yeah, no, she, I don't think she's the daughter. She plays Kate Bishop. That's right. Kate Bishop, who takes over for Hawkeye in the comic books, and she's like, yeah, I. That's what's gonna happen because, in the show? yeah, because oh. Jeremy Barton or Jeremy Rayner or whatever Jeremy Barton, Jeremy Rayner is gonna be like, Yo, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much done. I've done my movies like this series. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be done after that. Like I can't see them bringing him back unless the series gets renewed. But even then, like they're pretty much putting in, and I don't know what Kate Bishop's name is as a superhero, but. She takes over for Hawkeye at some point in the comics. So, like, they're already breeding replacements for that. Like, they got a She-Hulk show in the works right now. So, like, they're going to ease Mark Ruffalo out of his role, you know. And I'm pretty sure the last oh, okay. one with Chris Hemsworth is Guardians or, like, Thor, Love and Thunder. And then he's done. Mm -hmm. So, these characters are pretty much going to be all gone, except for when Disney wants to bring them back for, like, some cameo shit. Like, you can't tell me that Chris Evans isn't yeah. going to come back and do, like, a quick little, hey, I'm back. Or, like, Loki and fucking Thor are going to have a quick little thing at the end of a movie and be like, yo, we're reuniting. Like, oh, I get to see my brother again. You know, that's going to happen. Like, they're pretty much just going to pick up, you know, like, shit. Yeah. Like, Robert Downey Jr., what does he have to do? For yeah, the they're going to they're, they're gonna softly reboot the movies while also furthering the yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. They're going to usher it in. They're going to baby it. You like green characters? Do you like green characters? Ah! <laughs> Crowd was fucking wild at, in whole HI Comic Con. It's like, do you like people shooting arrows? Yeah! Ah! Ah! Let's go! It's like, we're not even fucking changing the characters. We're just doing what Marvel did in the comics and just replacing them with other versions. 
But, like, can we get more black characters? Seriously. Or, like, brown characters, please? Because, like, at this current point in time, like, they had that scene in Endgame where it's, like, the women will do it. And it was, like, all the women, right? uh, you know, like, superheroes but that, like, they got together and, then, like, they marched or and they were getting ready to fight. And it's, like, okay, that's cool. But, like, you couldn't, you couldn't do that with the black superheroes. There'd be three of them. <laughs> no, I agree with you, though. Every superhero that came out in the fucking... 20s 30s 40s was a fucking white guy with a square jaw that had a girlfriend so like i'm all for seeing all these different characters like i want to see a blue beetle movie like i want to see like you know yeah i want to see sick. icon fucking um oh god damn it static shock um hal jordan like these are characters that like were staples you mean john stewart yeah oh did i say hal jordan that's that's my whiteness, Sean. I apologize, dude. But no, John Stewart. <laughs> You're like naming all these black superheroes. You're like Hal Jordan. <laughs> I was gonna just skip past it and be like, yeah, I'm, and see if anyone knows. Oh, Green Lantern, man. Like that's what I want. <laughs> no, but like Icon, Static Shock, John Stewart. You know, like there's so many different characters that you could do and. Like, you get an Icon movie, like, that's a different origin story. You get a Static Shock movie, that's a different origin story. And these were created by black creators. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to do it, do it the right way yeah. and do it for characters that were created because, like, Dwayne McDuffie created Static Shock and all these characters because he grew up without seeing black superheroes. Yeah. It's just stupid, though. Like, I just, I love it when people, like, blow their minds about the idea of having like different colored superheroes or different races superheroes or different sexual orientation superheroes. Who gives a shit? Superheroes were created so yeah. you can feel you could find something to be fucking like, oh, this person's a good person and they're like me. So like why can't we have that representation for everyone? Like it's important for black kids to see black superheroes. It's important for gay kids to see gay superheroes. It's important for girls to see female superheroes. This is I, yeah. I I don't get the issue with it, honestly like well I just want to say you're gonna love this is a quick uh this is a quick ad brought to you by now this is podcasting uh for our tenth episode we're going to be uh, discussing Pokemon <laughs> the first movie uh yeah we've actually planned ahead that we know That's what right, our tenth dude. episode is and we could properly do we're a plug for it right all. now uh but I just want to say based off of what you're saying right now dude. You are going to love rewatching Pokemon, dude. I can't wait for us to record. Really? I watched it today, and, and um, dude, I can't wait for you to watch it. I just can't. Wait. It's oh, an no, hour. Dude, it's like an hour or ten minutes or something it's like not that. It's super short. Um, short as shit. But dude, like everything that you just said, there's a line in that movie where you're going to be like, "This is what I was saying. This is what I was saying." Dude, I actually, fucking... now that you're talking about it, I think I know which one it is because I'm remembering the movie now. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, dude, there was a huge theme in that. Like, oh fuck, dude. Yes. So anyway, yeah, tune in uh tune in next week, uh, where we'll have uh our tenth episode. We're gonna have a special guest. We're not gonna say who it is uh right here, but next week we will have a guest. And uh what we're gonna do just real quick is uh I just wanna talk about the hero's journey and um and how Black Widow kind of follows the idea of the hero's journey. Um you know, and what elements of it we do see in this. So uh, for those of you that don't know, part of how this podcast like started up was uh, Mike and I one day talking about uh, Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and the concept of the hero's journey. 
It's like a map for storytelling, almost. Like a blueprint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or an attempt at a blueprint. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an attempt at a blueprint. Definitely like a... It's almost like how we said the Marvel origin stories are like a format. Well, like, this is a format that you could... Which you could literally apply to every Marvel movie. Like, yeah, like you said anything. Yeah, and I was going to say, Star Wars, yeah. the original trilogy, is like... If you want to know about the hero's journey, fucking Google it. Pull up the Wikipedia article and then watch this original Star Wars trilogy because there's three parts of yep. the hero's journey: um, the call to adventure slash like the departure, you know, stage, um, the road of trials, and then the return. And when you watch the original Star Wars trilogy, like Luke Skywalker's character, like literally, A New Hope is the departure. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is the road of trials, and Return of the Jedi literally has fucking return in the title. And it is the return section of the hero's journey. Like, can it get any more on the nose? Oh, space Jedis aren't your thing? Try some wizards and hobbits. You've got Lord of the Rings. <laughs> return of the King. I know that's what I was going to say. The, the next best thing to look at, uh, at least in my opinion, because I like I like both. But Lord of the Rings is another oh, yeah. good example of... Um, of the hero's journey. So like if you're a fan of either of those franchises and you've never heard of the hero's journey before, literally Google it. Look Stop it up what on you're doing right now. See what all the different steps are. Stop what you're doing. No, no, no. Keep oh, listening yes. to Keep us. listening what, what you're doing. doing. Do, it do it after. Yeah. Keep listening to us. Don't listen to Don't Mike. Listen to, Mike. listen to me. You, you listen to me now. Name the movie. If you, if you DM us on Instagram with the, the movie that that's from, um, you'll get a congratulations on the show. Uh, we're at NTI podcasting on Instagram. But one of the things that I liked about Black Widow was that uh, there are like the three acts of the story. Like most movies tell, th you know, are, are split up into three acts. Um, you know, but and I, it depends on how I guess you want to look at it. But there's also an introduction to the movie as well. So what was cool about that is that um, you kind of see like her call to adventure through like the belly of the the whale uh, she gets put in um what is that like a freight carrier thing like one of those big metal freight yeah. carriers that you would see on like a fucking freighter ship she's in one of those and like everyone's fucking scared and like all those girls become widows and that's the belly of the whale like right like um you know the call to adventure is probably like her admitting to her dad like david harbour you know like no you can't let us go and and blah 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 then she kind of refuses the call because she doesn't want to go willingly. Then it leads to her getting sedated, her and her sister getting sedated and then thrown in this tanker and then shipped to Russia or, or whatever it is that they ended up. But then, you know, she becomes, you know, right. the black widow and um, you sure the call to adventure wouldn't be, uh, there's a reason she goes and looks for her sister. Oh no, the sister, the sister finds okay. her. Reaches out. To sure. Her. Yeah. Because the sister in the beginning of the movie, the sister is doing a mission with the widows and she gets she gets freed from her mind control and then she steals the shit and then she goes and she hides it in like Natasha's like car or whatever because then the taskmaster shows up trying to get wow. that from Natasha and then what's inside the thing is yeah. like the picture of them yeah. from like the photo booth so that's how she knows yeah. her sister was okay. the one that okay. put that there and then they and then she goes to Budapest so wouldn't that be your call to adventure um it's hard with the marvel movies because there's so many characters that transition into other movies with their stories. Yeah, it's oh. not even that, though. But, like, every movie is going to have an inciting incident. Oh. And every movie is also yeah, going right. to have a call to adventure. In some same movies, thing. they're going yeah. to be the same thing. And in this one, like, you could argue it is the call to adventure. Because, like, that is the thing that sets the story in motion. But, like, when I when I see that, it's more of... I see that more of, like, the inciting incident. Like, that's the thing that gets the movie 
Agreed. But her call to adventure started when she was a kid. Like she went on, she started her hero's journey, you know, back, back then and stuff like that. So I'm like, but you're not wrong. Like, yes, I like, I would consider that a call to adventure though as well. Like it's, but it's also like that inciting incident. But one of the things that uh, I think happens in this movie is like, she's right on the road of trials. Um, her killing the girl was one of the trials. And then she kind of like deviates. And maybe that was even her call to adventure into actual, like becoming a hero in her. I don't know if you would call that like the call to adventure, but like, that's the thing that she's trying to atone that seems for. That to be Marvel's like MO the last couple of movies, right? Oh yeah, dude. I was going to, I was going to say that a little bit later that uh, with, with atonement, too, especially like it just popped up in WandaVision. Well, not necessarily WandaVision, maybe More a in, in WandaVision. Falcon and Winter Soldier, but yeah. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the like, whole that was literally it was literally what Winter yeah. Soldier's whole thing was yeah. about was like atonement for like past actions while under mind control. And yet when you I wrote that down when you said that this movie kind of reminded you of like a cheap Winter Soldier, because like it's essentially it really the same is story. Though. that's like, probably that's really the reason is. why I really didn't like it really is like it's like you said, it's not a bad movie. If you if you've watched Captain of the Winter Soldier uh, or Falcon of the Winter Soldier and you've understood uh, uh, Bucky's half of it, like you're going to enjoy and understand yeah. what Black Widow is is all about. Um, but the big thing in this movie too is not only atonement and like talking about atonement, but also family. Yeah. Uh, not to get all Dom Toretto on you right here, but it's all about family. family. Yeah, then you find out in the movie that like the family yeah. was never real and that I they thought... were all just. Like actors and, and doing yeah, this thing, but it was yeah. real to all I of honestly, them. Honestly, like that that scene where like, um, what's her name, Florence, when she's like, "Don't say yeah. that" or whatever. Like yeah. uh, when they're talking about the family, when she's like, "It wasn't yeah. real." She's like, "Don't say that." Like I thought, like it wasn't anything like mind blowing or anything, but it was a really I, I like that. I really like that scene. I thought it was uh, it was really good. Yeah. No. You know, which is. I, I agree. It was a good scene. Yeah. And then finally at the end, like, it was real they all me. like hug it and they were together as yeah. a family. And yeah, yeah it was, was real like, for yeah, all was... of them, you know? And, God and they damn it, Disney. That. And that's like, you fuckers. You always get me with that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And, you know, it was a good movie. And so I would call that like when the family finally being together, like that's the ultimate boon. That's like the moment in the hero's journey where Black Widow achieves the thing that she's been yeah. trying to achieve. And it's been like having a family and feeling like she's part of a family. And like, that's why she's, so involved with like the Avengers because like she's been trying to fill this void of like not having a family and being ripped away from her family at such a young age and you know these people and not knowing that it wasn't actually her family and that her she has like an actual birth mom that like died and like gave her up you know to the uh yeah. creepy Russian dude and, and shit like that so but for this one yeah atonement seems to be like yeah I think that's the the general the one like glaring theme that I could I could see um yeah and like everybody yeah everybody's yeah different things like the sister is like free from the mind control and now she's trying to she, do right and she's by all that's the why she's like you know, she, she sees what uh like, scarlett johansson's doing um natasha and she's like yeah this is kind of like what i should like you know she's almost inspiring her to be like her you know and she has a problem with that yeah Protégé, you can yeah. see her kind of struggle with it throughout the movie. She's like, "Well, you know, I probably would have did it differently and shit like that." But uh, they they essentially have the same story, though. It's just Natasha's a little bit farther along than she is. Did they ever explain how she breaks away from? Uh... I don't know. I I don't remember if they do or not. And like, part of me wonders if right it's just like that, the act yeah. of killing the kid was such a traumatic experience that she was able to break out of it. You know, 
But the thing is, is that we don't know that, though. Maybe she wasn't, and then it was because of her yeah. leaving as being, like, one of the best widows, if not, like, the best widow. Maybe that's when he started uh, controlling people, you know, and using the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it for that, for that segment. Like, I get it, and I, like, I'm not trying to hate on the movie, because I always yeah. feel like I hate on Marvel shit when I watch it, even though, like, I enjoy it. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, God damn it, why do I like this? Like, I want to hate it sometimes, but I just can't. Like, this one, like you said, I feel like I would have liked it a, a hell of a lot more if it came out before uh, Endgame. Like, I don't remember shit from Captain Marvel. I saw it once in theaters, and I honestly don't remember a whole lot. But this one is, like, yeah. pretty fucking relevant, and I feel like it's going to be relevant for a while. Like, kind of yeah. like what we were saying about uh, Django when we did uh, Quentin Tarantino, too. Like, that movie came out in 2012, and it was relevant in 2012, and it's still relevant now in 2020. Like, I could see Black Widow being a movie that's like still relevant down the line everyone's allowed to have their own opinion if you like marvel you're gonna love this movie if you don't like marvel you might like this movie one of the things that i will say too is like this is a summer blockbuster movie and they did a fucking damn good job with that every time that i thought there couldn't be more action they fucking rammed more action down my throat and i was just i was i was just fucking eating it i was like this is oh this is pretty cool it's like oh this building's collapsing like there's no way they can add anything more it's like oh oh they're gonna have a free fall like fight oh oh they're like running on sides of like debris as the shit's crumbling like, there's no way this could get anymore oh she's gonna dive off and try to save her sister now because the parachute didn't go and she's unconscious like <laughs> what more can happen like oh my god there's dom toretto what the fuck is luke skywalker doing here hey have you guys seen this baby <laughs> I, I i'll say my 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 takeaway from it was uh i didn't love it as much as i think it did um but I, uh, like I said, it did its job, uh, as far as the Marvel Universe was concerned for me. Um, it sh- the fight scenes were great. Like, Taskmaster was very cool. Um, the action, uh, to me, at least, it didn't feel like it could have been, like, it wasn't on par with, uh, some of the other ones I've seen. And I, I feel like what really hurt me again with this was, uh, the fact that, like, the last couple of movies I've watched have been kind of, like, indie, very deep kind of like structured movies and then i've watched the disney shows which also add a lot of character development to those like you're able to develop so much more within eight episodes than you are within you know a hour and a half two hour movie so like i think i'm i'm more used to seeing a lot of that right now so uh it kind of took away from the i for me to be able to just kind of relax and be like oh yeah well it's just kind of like um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I did like the theme and I felt like what you said was, was accurate as, uh, as far as a, a female, um, hero driven movie. Uh, it was good because to me, it didn't feel like it was like Captain Marvel came out and it was like, look at me, I'm a female and I'm powerful. Whereas in like Black Widow, it's more like, okay, she's a badass, but like she's just a badass and then there's the story yeah and she's also way more relatable too she's a human like so to me it wasn't like okay my mind's blown by the fact that this female this female is character is doing all this shit it's just it's cool to see her in a story that isn't predominantly focused on the fact that she's a female like captain marvel felt like it was just like i'm a girl this is this is female empowerment yeah. like that's the theme and like this is what we're going for which cool 
I just yeah. don't think it delivered for me at least. This story delivered to me because it wasn't like this was just like a, a story about a female who happened to be a spy and a badass, and it didn't feel like it harped on the fact that she was a female, like she was a spy. And then there was the story about her family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I. I I agree with you because that was yes. like um she so was, it was like Ray, right? And like I thought Daisy Ridley was good and stuff like that, but like just the character Ray yeah. was not and again, I get it, I'm a dude, she, you know, she's a woman character. Like I I get that, but I feel like watching this movie, like I feel like I relate more to fucking Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow than I did like yeah. Captain Marvel or Ray just as a just as a moviegoer, just as like an, somebody in the audience, because this character is flawed. This character is a human. This character exactly. isn't yes. this like lawful mm-hmm. good character. Like there are like and there there are yep. consequences. Like this is just a yeah. real fucking person, as opposed to like this like very like look at you know which is fine. Like yeah. if that's how you want to tell the story, that's okay. I'm not I get I'm not here to shit on it. I'm not saying that it's bad she's i just believable. thought this was a better like the character is just way more relatable like i said you know and it's nice to it comes back to that scene where she blows up that building with the little girl in it like i said it sounds terrible but to me it's the best scene in the movie because number one yeah. it makes her like you're like oh shit dude i've watched her be a good person this whole fucking time all she's talked about was like i got a red For ledger years. i'm making yeah. atonement like you know she's doing that but now it explains why so that's cool and like it just it it it's so like the weight is just there because you don't get that in a lot of Marvel movies. Like it's kind of hinted at, but you don't really they don't stress on it. Like with Sokovia falling apart, they kind of stress on it a little bit in yeah. with uh, Zemo and shit. Yeah, and um, but with this one, it, it's, it's like war. okay, like yeah. yeah, like she this scene is like her doing a bad fucking thing, and then you're just like oh. Yeah, like you're just like, oh shit, dude. Probably the worst thing that you could do, killing a child. Like, I see why she's trying to kind of like, you know, make up for this. This is an intriguing story to me now because I'm watching someone who made a mistake and trying to make up for it, as opposed to Captain Marvel, where it was just like, you're supposed to be this, and then she's just like, I'm not. Like to me, it was at least, and I get, and, and like you said, like I'm not a girl, so like I don't, whatever you fucking, whatever makes you feel whatever. But like to me, as a movie. Like, it was way more engaging to watch Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow than it was to watch uh, Captain Marvel, like what you were saying. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, we're, we're addressing and owning our own biases as dudes and like realizing that like these characters no, aren't not. written for us. Yeah. That. Like these characters aren't written for us. Um, ultimately, no. we probably shouldn't talk shit because like these characters aren't written for us. But again, it's just kind of like. As somebody that watches movies and likes movies and likes good storytelling. Because, like you said, that's what those movies are written for. They're written for those specific audience. So, I, you know, it's it's like, when I go yeah. to a movie like that, I try to think about, like, what, a, what it, it sounds stupid, but, like, what a, a younger person about what that movie is directed towards is watching. Like, superhero movies are designed for kids. So, like, when I saw Black Panther, I was like, dude... There's probably so many little yeah. kids seeing this, and they're just like, this is so fucking cool. Like, I get to see somebody who, and I, we touched on it earlier, like, see someone that looks like you. That's why Static Shock is literally one of my favorite cartoons from my childhood. Static Shock was the only fucking superhero, aside from, like, Hal Jordan and Justice League, but he wasn't the Hal main Hal Jordan character. and Justice like, League? I fuck, 
Oh, God damn it, Mike, you got me. You got me. <laughs> you planted that seed, you son of a bitch. I win. <laughs> you planted that seed, you son of a bitch. But that, that's the thing. It's like John Stewart is like my favorite he Green is. Lantern. He's way more you know, cool he than Jordan. I, yeah, he, he is. You know, but it was cool to watch Static Shock as a kid yeah. because it's like, oh, man, like yeah. this is like a fucking kid from Detroit. You know, like just going to high school, you know, youth of color. And it's like the superhero, while sure, he doesn't exactly look like me. This guy looks like yeah. me because like all the things that he's experiencing as a young black youth in Detroit in this TV show on fucking kids. WB, yes. I have somehow seen in my life, you know, in, in some in some aspect, even if I was only like eight or nine or however old I was when it came out, maybe I didn't like realize some of my experiences and shit like that, but it's like, oh fuck, like right this there, is a yeah. superhero for me. You go back and you rewatch some of those shows, like thank God we got Dwayne McDuffie. We were so lucky. That guy's fucking like <laughs> he was such a good writer and like just so so cool. Um, responsible for like ninety percent of my childhood. Well, I've got really nothing else to add here on this movie. Um, check it out if you'd like. Make sure you tune in next week where we are going to be talking about Pokemon, the first movie. Uh, it'll be Mike, myself. We still will be without Joe because he's on maternity oh, leave. Yeah. Piece of shit, but we'll, <laughs> but we will have a, a special. We have guest. a better version of Joe. Yeah, we do. We have uh, a way better friend um, that's going to step up and kind of act as like a, a third. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to act as like a, a third co-host. Dude, should we just tell them like these last three weeks have just been like we're just trying new people out. We're yeah, just, just yeah, yeah, we're, we're replacing um, them. Yeah, we might as well at this point. Fuck them. Uh, we're also going to have an episode dropping relatively soon on No Sudden Move. Oh, yeah. Very uh, good. But we want to watch it again and then reconvene. So that'll probably like be our 11th or 12th episode, yeah. uh, if I had to guess. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, I guess. Uh, and then as Mike said earlier, we uh, we do have an Instagram. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, that's where we update when all the episodes drop and all that. So NTI podcasting on Instagram. I, I got to go take a Joe. All right. Well, uh, Mike's going to go take a Joe. Uh, signing off. This is Shem. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. We'll see you all next week.